Leading Ladies, an African podcast on historical women leaders. The assumption in our past has been women have not played a role in the resistance during the colonial occupation of Southern Africa. In reality, some women have been major players in resisting occupation in their countries. Meet Charwe Nehanda Nyasikana, the resistance leader from Zimbabwe. Charwe was born around the 1860s. She was the granddaughter of Shawa Chimwe Mukombami, founder of the 18th century Huatamufakozi dynasty in the upper Mazoe Valley of Zimbabwe, 20 kilometers northwest of Harare. Charwe lived in the Mazoe Valley, which under the Huatamufakozi dynasty stretched as far south as modern-day Harare and as far north and west as Morowazi River of Mashonaland. The Huata controlled the gold trade with the Portuguese at Tete in present-day Mozambique. In 1890, Cecil John Rhodes arrived under the British South African Company, BSAC, and annexed Matebeleland as well as Mashonaland. In search of gold, the BSAC imposed forced labor and heavy taxation upon the land. In 1895, H.H. Pollard was appointed as Native Commissioner of the Africa Affairs by the British colonialists. He was notorious for his cruel method of collecting tax and forced labor. The Shona people underwent great sufferings and injustices under the BSAC rule. Their cattle was confiscated by the settlers. They were alienated from their land and hit by famine after their crops were attacked by locusts and their animals affected by rinder pest. Charwe's influence as a mondoro, or spirit medium, was already well established by the time the British settlers came, having been possessed by Nehanda, the spirit of Nyamita, the daughter of the founding father of the 15th century Mutapa dynasty of the Shona people. When news of the Ndebele Rebellion of 1896 reached the Mashonaland, Charo organized and led a network of other Mondoros, such as Kagui in Mashonaland and Mukwati in Matebeleland, to prepare the people for battle. Under her guidance and leadership, Charo spearheaded the rebellion and communicated messages from Nehanda, instructing the people to rise and fight for the land of their ancestors, uniting chiefdoms from across the country to resist European occupation in what was to be known as the First Chimurenga Liberation War between 1896 and 1897. The uprising raged in regions like Makoni, Shangani, Chishawasha, and Mazowe. Pollard, the British-appointed native commissioner, was captured and brought to Charo. She ordered the Huatamfako's leader, Chiripanyanga, to kill Pollard for his atrocities to the Shona people. However, in November 1896, the settlers soon got the upper hand, and Charo was forced to negotiate for peace, but she refused. In August 1897, she was again asked to surrender. Yet again, she refused. Eventually, she allowed herself to be taken captive to avoid further bloodshed. For the role she played during the Chimurenga, Chara was arrested and sentenced to death in March 1898. She was hanged in April of the same year, together with her fellow medium, Kagui, on a hill near the present city of Harare in Zimbabwe. 
Before her execution, she was asked to convert to Christianity. Defiant to the end, Chari refused and vowed that her bones would rise and lead the second struggle against the injustices faced by the Shona people. She was buried at a secret place by the settlers as a measure to curtail any posthumous influence that she might have on the people. With the revival of armed resistance to the Rhodesian white minority state in the 1960s and the guerrilla war that followed in 1972, her last words inspired the struggle for freedom. Her memory was an important inspiration to the nationalist movement leading to the second Chimurenga and eventually to Zimbabwe's independence in 1980. The Zimbabwean government has erected a statue in her honor and also named streets and hospitals after her. Women have led resistance movements in Zimbabwe.